Welcome to the Blessed Podcast with Kelly and Chelsea, two friends that love the Lord, their families in the South more than anything else. Join us as we discuss all the ways the Lord has blessed it and everything in between. Welcome to the Blessed Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chelsea and Kelly and we're the Blessed Podcast. Hello there, friends. How are how are you today? Hey, dirt. Say just say it out loud in your car. <laughs> just tell me out loud. You send us a video of you responding out loud in your car to how you're doing today. If not, you're not a real fan. Calling it now. That's the challenge. Just stop it's listening. The bl- it's the blessed challenge. I want you to post it on Instagram, TikTok, wherever. Just kidding. Don't do those things. Just, Sorry just, to make you uncomfortable. Just yell how you do. Most of our listeners are kind of introverted based on based on my pool of friends are pretty introverted. I think you just think that about everyone because you're so extroverted. You're like, you how introverts. dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> just call like I see it. Because that hurt my pride a little bit because I think you're right. <laughs> Because every friend in my life is like, I'm kind of an introvert. And I'm like, is it that everyone's actually an introvert? Or is it just like, I'm a lot of extrovert that they meet me and they're like, well, I'm not you. So <laughs> what's the opposite of Therefore, what you are? Therefore, you must be an introvert. <laughs> uh, I have joked a lot of times that I just seek out friends that are introverted and I just suck away all their energy. Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. Oh, come to me, you introverts. Let I'm me like, change the, you. I'm like, hocus pocus. <laughs> You're, you are all three Tell Sanderson sisters. Introverts, I'll take the away. I can't sing. Sorry, everyone. Oh. Wow. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, it's about a year overdue. See, and I bring us right back. I, I think mean, it is like right at a year. Almost which is wild. Time wow. is an amalgam. Indeed. <laughs> PSAT word of the day. I don't even know what you Amalgam. said. Amalgam. Amalgam. I don't think I use it right. Use it in a sentence. Because uh, uh, in Parks and Rec, Andy Dwyer tries to use it. I think it's uh-huh. Andy Dwyer. Probably. He always uses it wrong. And they're like, no. no. And I just, I like to throw it in from time to time. A little a little species spicy. And this piece of- in, in this stew of conversation. Just yeah. a little boop. A Amalgam. Little yeah, you're welcome. Why not? <laughs> um, so about a year ago, we talked about camp. We both have experience with camp. We have both worked at camps previously. And so today we want to run that conversation back because we really kind of more so talked about like how we got to camp, mm-hmm. like how we ended up in camp ministry. We didn't so much talk about. But nothing of importance. Yeah. Camp, just really. Here's how we got here. Right. Our origin story, if you will. Oh, I like it. Now it sounds important. There, Yeah. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> we love a good spin here. Yes. <laughs> but we didn't waste time. We just told you the origin story. The origin love story. Um, so today we want to talk to you guys um, kind of like about some specifics of the places that we worked um, and then kind of some other things too. So we'll kind of get into it. Um, are you okay if I start off? Always. Okay. So um, as a reminder, I worked at Camp Lone Star. It's in LaGrange. I'm still really involved with Camp Lone Star. I serve on the board now. Um, big flex. Big flex. Love it. Um, and so, um, and I'm a part of, oh, we have a big thing coming up. Oh, it'll be it's public knowledge at this point. There, I, I don't know, actually. I'm a little nervous by saying it. I'm, I'm a big help to some things that are happening at Camp Lone there Star. There you go. So I'm like super excited about yeah. this. If you know, you know. If not, keep it non-specific. Keep it non-specific. Ooh. Ew, I hated that. I apologize in advance. Everyone that just went ew out loud. <laughs> um, so uh, there's two pro- – so I love so many things that Camp Lone Star does. Obviously, mm-hmm. I think there isn't a 20-minute period that doesn't pass by that I don't drop it in somehow mm-hmm. in conversation. It is the running joke at school. Like, oh, Ms. Shepherd, did you work at a camp? Did you 
Did you work at a camp? Because we're not sure. Can you tell us again? One more time. One more time. Did you work at camp? So um, working at Camp One Star, there were so many things that I loved, but there's two programs that I wanted to talk about today specifically. Um, the first of those is called Day Camp. Um, day Camp is exactly what it sounds like. It is camp just for the day, um, Monday through Friday, and the kids would come in around like 7.30 in the morning, mm-hmm. um, and then they would leave like right before dinner, basically, like around 5. How old were the kids? Anywhere from 5 to 13. What a wide gap. We yes, love it. Yes, it was incredible. Thank you, Saints, for yes. taking care of yes. that big of an age range um, every day. They were s- such a fun group. Um, specifically there was a couple times during the summer that a group from Giddings came in. Mm -hmm. So there's a private school called Emanuel in Giddings, Texas, which is like 15 minutes from LaGrange and they would bus, they would bus in, um, for two different weeks. It was usually about like week three and then week nine, which is always the last week of the summer. Um, and both years that I was a facilitator, I got to do Giddings week, Mm -hmm. which was so much fun. And like day camp in general is such a fun program because unlike the rest of the summer, Pretty much, for the most part, those kids are there once, maybe twice during the summer. Those kids were there every mm-hmm. single week. It was it was pretty pretty much the same kids every week, week mm-hmm. in week out. Um, it was cheaper than day like than daycare, mm-hmm. so like a lot of families just use day camp during the summer because it was about the same hours, mm-hmm. um, and the kids loved it, and so. Um, there were just these kind of like token campers along the way that were always there. Um, and so it was a really special ministry because, you know, even if you went for seven straight summers, you were still only there for five days out of the week and that's it. These kids were there all summer Mm -hmm. long. Like they were in the thick of it, just like the staff was like, and I think that's why they're so special to us because especially the ones like I, I had a kid named Will Moore and I had Will Moore when he was seven and I bawled my eyes out when he came for the last time because like he just became such a special piece like he was there basically the whole time that I was on staff and grew up and Will went from on staff too really yeah kind of in a lot of ways (laughs) becomes that Will went from like I gave him piggyback rides around camp to like Will is a foot taller than me now like and that was such a cool and special thing to like watch Will grow up Mm -hmm. and there were so many kids we had some student um some students sorry that was school mind campers um within that program too that had like um, mental disabilities, um, because that's a program where we could like make that work. And so that was really special too, because like we didn't really have the means in a lot of ways to do that around camp. Um, but we do a day camp. So it, it's just such a special program. It like really unites LaGrange with Camp Lone Star in a really beautiful way. Um, cause even for a while they had like an after school program and it was basically day camp kids who then got to come after school to camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would even come like during like spring break and things like that so it was just so much fun like camp does a lot during the year to like engage with the community and it's those kids so mm-hmm. it's so much fun uh, I love 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 that program the other program which kind of has a, a bridge to it between the two in some ways is called discovery um, and I could spend an entire two hours talking about discovery and how beautiful it is but I will not um, but discovery so for starters there are three teams there are <coughs> There are three teams at Discovery. Um, one team is the Gray Gladiators. Another team is the Day Camp Deer. And the third team, the best team, is the Blue Bolts. Can you guess what team I, I'm on? I would never guess which one you like uh, and which your allegiance falls. 
<laughs> so the whole point of discovery um so it the, this portion of it that i'm talking about is one of the day it's like one and a half of the days of camp um we have a thing called race for the kingdom it is uh, an entire day of activities that range from top chef lagrange which i, I helped that. organize several years in a row to flag football to volleyball to uh ultra pong i watched ultra pong happen i still can't explain to you what it is um, all my Campbell and Star folks are probably laughing right now because, like, that's just the running joke that, like, what the heck is Ultra Pong? I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. Um, it's Ultra Pong. Exactly. <laughs> um, CMV competitions, which is Christian music videos, so, like, creating a music video on the fly, um, basically just a dance to a song, Bible knowledge. There was all sorts of things. Um, and what I loved the most about Discovery um, and then specifically, like, RFTK is that it, it makes a hero out of every kid. Um, mm. I've seen every kid, big and small, be like the total champion to a story. Um, and what's my favorite, and like I'm honestly getting chills right now, is every year. So we announce the winner. We all sit on a hill um, on the side that kind of is on the lakeside. And we share, the kids get an opportunity to share what they enjoyed about the day. And every single story is not like, that blue totally dominated. and blue, 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 blue. It's the moments of like, my favorite part of the day was um, a kid from the Great Gladiators got, you know, like sick. And so the blue, we got to like help take care of him. And it was like just so cool. Or, you know, this like it's the kids championing each other of like, hey, you know, blue won volleyball. But Gray had this incredible play and we can't let the day pass by without like everyone knowing that this happened or like. Um, you know, there's a 12 man race. So there's like this long race that usually starts camp. And like every year it's like some of the boys in there, like I'm, we actually, a kid from our youth, well, the former youth group that Kelly and Richard helped with, he, him and his brother ran it every year. And like every year, someone always like gave them a shout out from the other team. It, it, it is, it's just kids championing one another mm-hmm. and the gifts that God has given them. Um, and like, just like sharing funny stories and, it, and it's such a cool way for kids to like celebrate the gifts that God has given them. Mm-hmm. And what I love is, so Wednesday night when that's finished and we've announced a winner and we've shared these stories, then we say, okay, and that's it until next year. Like, and is there throughout the year, like jokes and fun? Like my friend Nathan a couple years ago started like International Bolt Day, which is very bolt of us. Just basically in, in a nutshell, like bolts are your most annoying personalities and grays are your most competitive personalities. <laughs> and that's usually how it falls. Um but it is. It's one of those things where it's just a whole day that's celebrating kids. Discovery in general, like, is just so intentional about the things that we do that I love it. Like I said, I could spend so much time talking about it. But um, that is a that is a program that I respect so much. It's and that's not uncommon to have like a teams aspect to camp where you're on a team and you're competing in different activities. But the way we do our FTK um, yeah. is just so beautiful. And and this year actually, so we didn't get to have discovery during the summer. We had a winter discovery, and because of, you know, just numbers, a lot of times we had to stay in cohorts, so they had to stay in their, like, cabin groups. Well, obviously, the numbers were super skewed in that way. So this year at uh, winter discovery, kids played on other teams. So grays played as blue, blue played as gray, and that was so cool to watch because it was the antithesis of everything that RFTK is that – while we're while we are each our color and like when you get your color that's your color till you die but like we use a phrase a lot of like we can't wait to get to heaven where all those colors bleed into one and so this was like a cool way that like Mm. all the colors bled that weekend of like you're blue gray like that's that's what we are this week and so it was it was a really cool experience I really enjoyed it 
That's cool. Kelly, what about you? What are some programs you yeah. loved? Um, I, well, I remember our first, like, our first summer, we went and volunteered at Discovery Week and got to, like, mm-hmm. watch RFTK, and it was it's very well done. Yeah. Um, so props to y'all, Campbell and Star. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> um, so I I have worked at two camps. My first camp experience was at Camp Dixie, which is very close in Alabama. Um, but I was a youngin. I mean, I was still 18, I yeah. guess. Because um, you were a baby when you went to college. <laughs> so ba- yeah. A baby. I know. Um, but uh, so I worked there my first summer after college. And I think that just, like, I I was a camper once. I don't know if I said this on the last one, but, like, I'll keep it short. But I had only been a camper once in my entire life. Um, it was not a positive experience. Oh, yeah, the splunking. Yeah, we got caught in a cave yes. during a uh, right. flash flood. Almost dead. Um, so not a, not a positive experience for me. No. But I wanted to do something fun during the summer, so I decided to work at camp. And, like, it absolutely changed, really, not to be dramatic, but to be dramatic. Um, it really changed, like, the trajectory of my life um and so then when it came time for my internship um four years later uh i got sent to camp pioneer which is in buffalo new york it's actually in angola so it's right on the lake um and so like if you were to blink you probably would miss the town of angola and probably miss camp pioneer like mm-hmm. you would just blink and miss it um it's such a special place because um, it's right on lake erie and like it's just so beautiful um and like just that area of the country, like, I'd never really visited. So, like, that was kind of new and special for me. Um, and so the first, like, the summer, I just kind of spent, like, I was on program staff, but I kind of was, like, a filling counselor when we needed more or whatever. Um, so I really got to, like, experience all of, like, all the areas of camp, which, like, I don't think you always get to do. Yeah, no. So that was special for me. Um, but, like, the two camps that I just, like, I felt really the most passionately about, because we did, I mean, we did everything. We did a camp for, you know, high schoolers or junior high. We did family camp. We did service camp. We did um, one that was, it's called Operation Purple. Um, and so we would take kids whose families were um, currently on deployment and Ooh, they would come to camp. Oh, that was, that. that was really cool. Um, so we did all kinds of things, but the two that, like, were just the most dear to my heart was Agape and Papyrus. So we always, like, named the camps something, and yeah. I won't say we. That was done well before my time. Good job, but, Kelly. <laughs> good job for me. Um, I mean, they were already named before my time, obviously, but one was Agape, and we would take adults um, with the devel- developmental disabilities from, like, their group homes in the area, um, and they would come to camp for the week. And that was something I'd never seen before. Um and, like, something, to be honest, like, I kind of had trouble navigating at first. Yeah. But, like, once you do it, it's just, like, how could this not exist? Like, how could yeah. this not be a thing? Um, and so my mom's a physical therapist. And so um, she, like, pretty much her whole career has done pediatrics. Mm-hmm. And she works with um, a lot of pediatrics with developmental disabilities. And so, like, you know, growing up, we kind of got to, like, help her at the clinic. And so, like, that wasn't, like, a new area for me. But adults with developmental disabilities was. And... It was just cool to watch some of the counselors who were also babies yeah. kind of come in on that first week and, like, kind of be overwhelmed because they'd never experienced anything like that before to work with these adults and just to be like, oh, like, they're just, like, human beings like me. Yep. Like, the, dis- the disability was not scary anymore. No. It was just, like, we gave them the right tools to kind of, like, you know, um, to treat things the way that they need to be treated, obviously. Yeah. Um, and to care the way that they need to be cared for. I hope we can edit that out. Um, But we gave them the right tools to be able to care for them. But then it was like, oh, Agape Camp is so special because we empower the adults that are here 
with purpose and just like have a fun week at camp. Yeah. And like enjoy. who would have thought? Because I think a lot of time a lot of times too that community just gets like forgotten about. Yeah, that makes sense. And so like, you know, a lot of times people are like, Oh, well they have their group home, they're good. And like a yeah. lot of the group homes are incredibly run and like they have activities and like you know, so yes, they're very well cared for, but like to go that one extra step and be like, come to it for a week at camp mm-hmm. to do everything camp has to offer. They still ate in the dining hall. We mm. still played games. We played on the lake. We were, we went out on boats. Yeah. It was just like, that was something that I'd never seen somebody take an extra step for a community that was underserved. Yeah. There's a camp like that in Brenham that yeah. I love. It's called Camp Blessing. And yeah. it, it does such, that's, that's the only thing they do. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love, I love giving an opportunity that shouldn't exist in theory does that make sense mm, or that doesn't yeah yeah that doesn't but like you would think like someone in a wheelchair can't go zip lining. that sounds dangerous mm-hmm. but like oh no they should yeah. and they can and yes. it's awesome yeah yeah and then just i mean and we it wasn't like we you know had these amazing incredible like extra step kind of things but like we were able to serve a community that was underserved yeah absolutely and i just think that there's such like Oh man, there's such beauty there, and there's so many stories. That, like, I think I think one of the coolest things too is not only to watch those adults just like have a great week at camp and mm-hmm. like eat ice cream on the lake. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Well, everybody, I want to do that right now. Yeah. But to also watch the counselors who kind of were timid at first, yes, that became their favorite week of camp yep. because, and it was so one on one. Um, so most of the time it was one camper to one counselor. Yeah. If not two campers to a counselor, um, like. But we were always in kind of that ratio. And so to just to watch them, like, have a buddy for the week that, like, yeah. that was your guy. Yeah. Like, that was your friend for the week. And the very end, oh, I might cry. I'm going to try not to. But okay. mercy me. At the end of every week, we had a beach party. And so we would have a DJ come in and we would, like, decorate the – there was, like, a big deck right overlooking the lake. And um, we would always have, like, a beach party at the end. Mm-hmm. And just to watch everybody, like, have a dance party together – who at the beginning of the week were a little timid yeah. and a little like nervous shy and, and like nervous and be like, how do I provide care for somebody that's like, part of it is that's an adult that's older than me. What am, what am I doing yeah. as an 18 year old, 19 year old, whatever, but to watch them like truly become friends Beautiful. and cultivate a relationship. Ooh, every week at beach party. Cause like at the end of the week of camp, you are exhausted mm-hmm. and kind of ready for the turnover. Yeah. Like I want to get camp cleaned up. So on Saturday I can like go into town and then come back and take a nap. But that the, it was always beach party there that we're like, yeah, this, this is, is it. This like is this it. is a special place yeah. for special people who just want to like have a week at camp. And yeah. oh man, just to give people a purpose that like normally would maybe be forgotten about is oh, like, ooh, yeah. that yes. gets me. Yes. Um, and then it's really on the same lines, but opposite groups of people, but yeah. the same kind of purpose. Um, it was papyrus camp. So we would, the week before Papyrus, we would always do like a VBS in the city. So we would go to the city of Buffalo and we partnered with the church there and we would do like a community VBS for the week. Um, And it was just, it was just for the day. Like we would go in for the day and then come back, go in for the day, come back. Um, And then the next week we would take a group of those kids who had been at VBS to camp for a week. And that was so incredible. And something that like, again, I didn't know needed to exist until I saw it. And I was like, why doesn't everyone do this? This is a great idea. Yeah. Um, and so the kids that we would take back to camp, like, were kind of like our our buddies for the week. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, they were our guys. Um, and the, obviously we did, like, all camp games and stuff like that. But, like, it was a camp 
it was a week just for them yeah to like intentionally have time again an underserved community where we just like took kids who were underserved and gave them just like a normal week at camp yeah where we played games and we ate ice cream on the beach and well they call it a beach spoiler alert it's a lakefront and that's a trigger Ew. for me. <laughs> like the beach where? Um, uh, but to just like have them have a week at camp where they got intentional time with adults who cared about them was like something that I did not know needed to exist. Yeah. And there it was in Angola, New York. Yeah. And like what what a blessing to watch. Like, and I think one of the stories that like sticks out to me the most, like the girl. So I was in the girls' cabin, obviously, and everybody's like what? trying to go to bed, and they were like just chit chatting around. And I was like, "Hey guys, like it's like we really need to have lights out. We have a big day tomorrow, um, as you have to do with like any group of teenage girls. Like you gotta like wind it down, mm-hmm. girls, wind it down." So I was trying to like tell them like, "Hey, it's time to go to bed. Like I'm ready to go to bed. I'm tired." And um, they're like, "Well, we can't sleep." I was like, "Well, why not?" And I thought it was like. I don't know. Uh, a million, so like a million one what reasons. You told me, yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, why can't y'all sleep? And they're like, it's too quiet here. I was like, it's it's really not. Like, y'all hear the birds and the and the frogs and like, y'all hear all this. Uh, and they were like, well, we're not used to just like the sound of nature Yeah, is so quiet compared to like living in like this, like the the noise of downtown buffalo yeah whether it be like one of the girls was like i mean i'm used to hearing gunshots every once in a while i'm used yeah. to hearing like sirens i'm used to hearing all this stuff mm. it's too quiet here and i'm freaked out by that and so i th- i thought about that as she kind of said it um and that's not something that i had ever like anticipated them to say yeah um you know, you you always expect that, like, kids are going to miss, like, the comforts of home, the parents or whatever. Yeah. But it's never, like, well, it's too quiet here. I can't sleep. Yep. And I can't, like, I don't know what it feels like to be at it, peace. At peace. And so, um, and that's, like, one of the things that you helped me, like, when we were preparing for the episode, I was like, I don't know how to, like, put into words, like, what that means. And Chelsea was like, well, that's, like, the manifestation of the comfort of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. Like, actually experiencing true peace for the first time, like, that is that was like wild to me. Yeah. And that is one of the ways that we served a group who I never would have understood needed to be served in that way. Yeah. Like, okay, it's nice to do VBS. Like in our last episode we talked about boundaries. And so like some of the service aspect comes like kind of an obligation. Yeah, we have to do VBS, otherwise it doesn't get done. Yeah. But like to do a program that like no one would have ever thought about before. Um, and that's where uh, my friend Chris, shout out to you, Chris Waddy. Chris Waddy. Chris Waddy and I were on the camp together, and then Richard came for that week. And, like, the three of us really bonded with those kids and, like, with each other. Yeah. Because it was like, isn't this so cool what we're doing? Yeah. Like, we just kind of sat at the end of the week and we're like, isn't this awesome? Yep. And, like, they were, like, those kids had such a good time, and, like, we were sad to see them go. And, like, a lot of times you're, like, not really sad to see a group go, if we're being honest. Like, at the end of camp, <laughs> yep. you're like, get I'm out. With you. <laughs> get out. Bye, I'm friends. Ready to be see you done. next summer. But, like, maybe. especially those two groups that I got by Papyrus, you're, like, always sad to see them go. Yeah. Because you saw, like, what, like, when people experience true comfort and peace and when they're given a purpose, when no- normally they're underserved or just, like, ignored. Whew. I, I had go on all day. I had a lot of friends <laughs> – my friend Sarah Maslink, she's now Sarah Peeper. She uh, she worked with our Omega program, which was like our teenage program. And mercy me, if there is the, if there isn't a group of people in the world that like break my heart the most, it's teenagers at any point in time. <laughs> but especially right now. And I remember she had a camper one time, and she was in tears Thursday night because our kids left on Friday, and she said, "I don't want to send her back to the real world," because mm. um, it is it is camp in so many ways is just like. It's the closest thing you'll get to heaven, a hundred percent. Like, 
where everything you do is focused on the Lord and, you know, you're worshiping throughout the day and you're, everything is in glory to the Lord. And so it's the closest thing you'll get. So then, you know, as soon as you get off that road, like, I don't know about Pioneer, but the, the road to LaGrange, the, to Camp Lone Star is real long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you get onto it and you, you turn out into LaGrange, it's, you can kind of feel it almost every time. And so it is, it's one of those things where just like, it, it hurts, it hurts to, mm-hmm. to do it. Um, now you can't watch like that sort of change happen and not be affected by it. Um, and it happens in a variety of ways. Um, so we want to talk about kind of the, some of the, the things that changed for us because of <laughs> camp. Um, and we would like to call, call this section, change your hygiene, change your heart. <laughs> so Kelly, tell us a little bit about oh, that first half of that. This is incredible. So, um, and I feel like this is only something you can like relate to if you have worked at camp before oh, yeah. or like camp adjacent, I guess. Camp adjacent. If you've spent a group of time or a group of time, if you spent an amount of time with a group of people so close in proximity, mm-hmm. there's some hygiene things that change. Yes. For example, um, when you go to sleep at night, is it more important that you shower or that you sleep? Sleep 100%. Thank you. Now, in my in my regular life now, I'm a shower because I'm going to be clean and I'm going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. I know. Sleep. <laughs> I still You're nasty. Sleep. I still sleep. <laughs> but it's, it's just like, it's just funny. It's one of those funny things that like kind of happens um, at camp and like, you know, you're going to be dirty and sweaty anyway. Like, especially, like, you did camp in Texas. And, yeah, July and yeah. 100-degree index. And my first experience at camp was in southern Alabama. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it's going to be sticky again tomorrow. Well, especially <laughs> doing, like, challenge course, there were so many times where, like, I was just covered in dirt because it's all mulch because you got to, like, keep it safe. Right. And my job is to dive between a child and the ground. So usually <laughs> I'm the one covered in dirt and sweat. And it really is one of those things where, like, you get to the end of the night and you're like, What's worth it? Feeling clean or knowing that I'm going to be like this in not even 12 hours? Yeah. <laughs> nah, we're just going to own it. We're just going to wear it. Yeah, just going to wear it. <laughs> um, so that even goes into, like, hair. Like, I did not wash my hair a lot. Now I, I, now I still – because it's good for your hair. Like, I don't wash my hair a lot. Um, I had a couple friends that did uh, – they had a poop devotional time they do together, which, like, <laughs> sorry to say poop on the podcast <laughs> – but like <laughs> poop on the podcast. <laughs> it is. It's just one of those things where like you cross these weird boundaries mm. um, in conversations and like, and I, we, we were even talking last night. I was like, there's conversations that I've had with guy friends that probably in any other setting, I'd be like, that was inappropriate. I shouldn't have had that conversation, <laughs> but you're with to get, we were with each other for so much time and in such a secluded place that yeah. like. It's a different, which it's funny to go from like having a boundaries conversation to being like, there's no boundaries at camp, (laughs) but (laughs) there are, there's, I mean, the things that keep you safe, but like it is, it's just one of those places where until you've done it, it's until you've done it, you just don't get it Mm. of like, how, how can you be close to 40 people? Like, how could you be best friends with 40 people? Mm. Like, well, because I've done just about everything with it. Like truly, truly, truly. Um, and a lot of that leads into like just emotionally as well. Um, I know we're kind of running towards the end, so I, I'll kind of give the quick version of this. My first summer at camp, I was really emotionally closed off um, in general, like in life, but also obviously to camp. Um, I would say in a lot of ways, camp is the first time that like friendships were genuine to my life. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the culture of where I grew up is you kind of don't let people in. You just keep things at bay. Mm-hmm. And so when I showed up in 2013 for the first summer and people like genuinely wanted to know about my life, it scared me. Like, frankly, it scared me. Um, So when I 
took a break in between and um, some big things happened in my life. And then I was able to come back. I came back like full throttle. Um, and I remember talking to my friend Natalie and saying, I want to go big or go home, literally. Um, relationship wise, just being real with where I'm at. Um, and there's two kind of two peak moments that, that hit for me. So um, the first was uh, we had a girl time and we were supposed to kind of like share um, I think like what we struggle with or something like that. And I used that time to be a comedian mm. and like talked on the surface about things I struggled with, but put it in a nice little box to be a presentation to others. Um, and Natalie called me out um, after I had finished and we had like taken a break and she called me out. She goes, how do you, how do you feel about that? And I said, uh, not great. She goes, okay, good. Glad, glad you recognize that. Mm. Um, to which then before the night ended, I cut off like, like the girl who was kind of leading us at the time, her name was Lauren. She was about to like wrap up the evening. I was like, Hey Lauren, I just need to like take a second. <laughs> and then I proceeded to word vomit, like mm. apologies and like confession of just like, I put up walls and I don't even know how to take them down. And like, I use humor to like, make sure that you people like me and like, I don't trust like anyone. And I'm like, and I'm so sorry. And like, I'm sorry I lied to this group and that I wasted your time. And like to the point where Natalie had to be like Chelsea to like cut me off. Mm. To like get me out of this just like I don't even know where I'm at conversation um and she was like it's okay mm. and I was like thanks guys and just like stop talking um and a lot of people like thanked me for it afterwards they're like that was really cool to see you just like own up to being like this really hard exterior mm. um so then as a small group um we were doing challenge course and um there's a 12 foot wall it's a wooden wall um, that sits on the property of Camp Lone Star, and it is the the enemy of many a kid. Um, and especially when you are a bigger person, um, getting up that wall means basically being submissive to a group of people, fully taking the load of who you are, um, which is very overwhelming. And um, this was going into my senior year of college. Um, a lot of stress eating in college. I was 21 at the time. Do with that information what you will. What kind of partaking got to happen? Um and so even even if I had, you know, I'm I'm five six, I'm not short. Um, but even with that in mind, unless you have incredible upper arm strength, you cannot get up and over the wall by yourself. So your group on the bottom has to to pull you uh push you up, and then there's a group of people, typically just two, who can help pull you over. Um, and I had to let that happen and I had to try like three times because like my group couldn't get it. And of course, with each of those times of it being unsuccessful. It's just like a, a personal hit to me mm. as a person. And it's not on purpose, but I was getting more and more defeated in, in the thought process. And finally, when I got up there, I just bawled and I bawled and I cried and I bawled. And I just basically talked about how I felt unworthy of love. And I felt I didn't love myself. Um, I couldn't believe that the God of the universe could love me. Mm. Um, I, I could not believe a lot of things. And... I got to leave it at that wall. Mm. Um, and most most summers at Camp Lone Star, at least we used to do this. I think they've kind of stopped doing it now. Um, at the end of the summer, everybody takes a staff picture at a place that is very impactful or meaningful to them. And um, that summer was called Real Grace. And so it was a moment of where did you feel the grace of God the most mm. this summer? And I have a picture at that wall. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just holding a sign that says grace. And I actually asked specifically Rather than the pic po the picture be focused on me, it's focused on the sign that says I'm holding it out, mm -hmm. and the walls behind me, and the, the the sign that says grace is what the focus of the picture is because I'm like I am nothing at this wall without the mm -hmm. grace of the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it was one of those summers that like that changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I, I remember even that summer, like friends, I had gone from being like the loud and hard, like individual to my friend Kyle one time was like, Chelsea, I couldn't hear what you said just now. And I never thought I would say those words in my life. Like we were doing something. He's like, you were quiet in this moment. <laughs> He's like, that's never something I would have associated with you. So I, I just learned to stop putting up a front in a lot of ways. And so, um, it was, it was one of those things where everything that had preceded that moment then led to that, which then has affected everything else. So, and I think that like God puts us in, in places like for specific times. And I think that you doing that, like has influenced that. And like Richard and I were kind of talking about, um, recently, like how we've seen like God orchestrating everywhere we've been. And like, so my summer at, at Camp Dixie probably seemed just like a blip to me at the time. I was like, what am I even doing here? (laughs) But that influenced my love of camp, which did not exist because of my, my experience at camp yeah. as a as a camper, yeah, but that influenced my love of camp to do then do my internship, which then influenced how I feel about how to serve people. Yeah, and now influences how I do ministry here and here and here. And so like we've you can kind of like pull at the thread almost. And camp is like such an immersive experience that it's almost like easier to pull at that thread. Like yeah, absolutely. Like, oh man, of course I can see that because I spent the entire summer immersed in what our purpose is for real grace like kind of and even whatever the theme is for that summer and i think that like camp kind of drives that for the two of us Mm -hmm. and like i'm sure we're not the only ones who feel that way because a lot of times when you get into camp ministry it's like that's what you want to talk about with people like immediately oh yeah especially when the summer comes up you're like you're gonna work at a camp you're gonna do camp it's like anybody going to it's the healthiest cult that exists in my opinion I'll, i'll say that yeah i'll go with that yeah but yeah it's cool to watch god work and it kind of started to pull at that thread and be like, yep, that this is where he is. He showed up there, yeah. but he keeps showing up. Show up and show out, you know. Show out. <laughs> With that. With that. We're out. We're out. <laughs> so um, once again, uh, I, I know we talked about this last time. I want to mention real quick. This is the time of year that um, summer staffs are being picked all across the nation. If you're listening and you're at a stage of life that you could do that, uh, let me just tell you, you will not regret it. Do I that. double dog dare you if that's what you need to hear. Um, apply, work at a summer camp. If not, pray for a summer camp. I don't care which one. I don't care if it's not Naloma. I don't care. Um, pray for a summer camp. Reach out. Um, ask, you know, if you can pray for specifically. Send a care package. If you know someone that's working at a camp, send a care package. Even if it's just a whole box full of protein bars, because guess what? You eat like a maniac at camp because you're burning billions about billions of calories all the time. That's accurate. That's science. Yeah. I've, I've worn my that. Apple Watch at camp it's ridiculous you like triple your rings it's so dumb so uh pray for a camp take care of a camp love a camp uh because they're doing the lord's work in a way that i when i go back and volunteer now i'm like how did i do this for three months bless you saints bless (laughs) y'all so um we love it if you need a list of camps if you want to connect to a naloma camp which are the lutheran camps which a lot of you folks are or if you're just curious um reach out to us and we'd connect you with one um on how to pray for them so we love you guys Bye. Thanks for listening to the Blessed Podcast with Kelly and Chelsea. Remember, you are loved by a God who knows you, who created you, and who cherishes you. And remember, we're praying for you too. Be sure to follow us at Blessed Podcast on Instagram and let us know how we can pray for you. We love you guys.